بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرًا ونظيرًا داعيًا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجًا منيرًا أما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولًا سديدًا يسلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزًا عظيمًا وقال وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, the good news is that the default setting for the Muslim, for every Muslim, is that he or she is a wali of Allah. Insha'Allah al-Musta'an kulluna min awliya Allah. Al-Darajat, Allah alam. ولكن إن شاء الله نحن كلنا من أولياء الله. This is not my imagination. Allah سبحانه وتعالى stated that. Allah سبحانه وتعالى said in Surah Yunus, ألا إن أولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون. Who are they? الذين آمنوا وكانوا يتقون. What for them? لهم البشرى في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة لا تبديل لكلمات الله ذلك هو الفوز العظيم. Allah سبحانه وتعالى said there will be no there will certainly be no fear for the awliya of Allah and nor will there be any sadness nor will they grieve. Who are they? They are those who have iman and taqwa. الذين آمنوا وكانوا يتقون. For them there is good news لهم البشرى في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة. There is good news for them in this life of this world and in the hereafter in the akhirah. لا تبديل لكلمة الله. There is no change in the promise of Allah. ذلك هو الفوز العظيم. And that truly is the ultimate success and triumph. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His infinite mercy did not specify the level of Iman and Taqwa. And this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah did not say Iman according to so much. This is the measure of Iman. Iman like so and so. Taqwa like so and so. Tawakkul like so and so. Allah didn't say this. Iman wa Taqwa. How much Iman, how much Taqwa? Allah knows best. And we have the best of expectations, husnazan, 
with Allah that even if we have a mustard seed worth of iman and a mustard seed worth of taqwa, inshaAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's maghfirah, his rahmah is enough for us, inshaAllah. So default setting, everyone is a wali of Allah. The key is to remain there. The key is to remain there until we meet Malakul Maut. And that is tricky. That is tricky because it takes one sentence. Somebody lives a whole life of kufr and shirk, worships idols, does whatever they want. And then Allah gives them hidayah, takes one sentence. What is that sentence? What is it? Ishadu la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah. And this person has come from Minas Zulmati ila Nur. Min al ghafla ila hidayah. Think about this. You know, the, the other day I was thinking this world, this earth, astronomically speaking, not religiously, astronomically speaking is in terms of size is less than a grain of sand on a beach right no significance whatsoever less than a grain of sand on a beach this whole earth now on this earth are human beings and among those human beings are muslims so how many are we if you look at in terms of size now what did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about his mercy and about his Greatness and bigness. We know the ahadith many concerning Isra al Miraj. Rasulullah described in terms of size what he experienced and saw when he went in Isra al Miraj. And he said, The first heaven compared to the second heaven is like a ring in a desert. Finger ring, you throw it in the desert. The size of the ring compared to the desert. He said, The first heaven to the second heaven is like a ring in a desert. The second to the third is a ring in a desert. Third to the fourth, all the way to the seventh, and on top of that is what wasya kursi samawati wal ard. Allah subhanahu wa taala said the kursi, translate it any way you like, footstool, chair, what not, right? Kursi is the is bigger and it covers everything we know and everything we don't know. Wasya kursi samawati wal ard, and on top of that is the arsh. What is the extent of the earth? Only Allah knows. But think about that. On the day, the dua of Rasulullah he said, Allahumma azillani tahta arshuk la zilla illa zillu. Yawman la zilla illa zillu. Oh Allah, give me the shade of your arsh and we make this dua for all of us. On the day when there will be no shade except your shade. Now think about that. Despite the size of that ash, that ash, how big is that shade? We can't imagine, right? As big as the ash. In that whole space, there will be no shade for somebody who did not believe and say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. What is the value of this one sentence? This is the value. 
it will give shade on a day when there will be no shade for someone who doesn't have this. Alhamdulillah Allah gave us one sentence. And just as it is so easy to enter Islam, it is also equally easy to leave Islam. One sentence, the opposite of this. One sentence, the opposite of this. One sentence denying the Quran. One sentence denying Rasulullah in any aspect. Gone. My brothers and sisters, about our last moments, we ask Allah for this, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described this. He described the situation. I ask this for me and for all of you, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna alladhina qalu rabbuna allahu thumma staqamu tatanazzalu alayhimul malaika alla takhafu wa la tahazanu wa abshiru bil jannati allati kuntum tu'adun Nahnu awliyaukum fil hayati al-dunya wa fil akhirah wa lakum fiha ma tashtahi anfusukum wa lakum fiha ma tadda'oon Nuzulam min ghafoorir raheem Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said surely those who say our Rabb is Allah and remain steadfast Qalu Rabbuna Allahu thumma istaqamu Istiqama is the condition What will happen to them? Tatanazzalu alayhimul malaika the angels will descend upon them saying, Do not fear, do not grieve. We are your supporters, we are your awliya in this worldly life and in the hereafter. There you will have whatever your souls desire and there you will have whatever you ask for. You will have what you wanted but you did not ask as well as what you ask. And this is a welcome nuzul min ghafoori rahim from the one who is the most forgiving, the most merciful Rabb. My brothers and sisters, there are only two things critical to us in this life. One is Hidayah and the second one is Maghfirah. Everything else is not daruri. It's good to have. But if you do not and if I do not have Hidayah, if I do not have right guidance in this life and if Allah does not forgive me when I die, may Allah forgive all of us then there is real trouble. Without exception, everyone is fearful about a world that we have not seen and, we, and in which we will have no power to change our situation. Whatever situation we find ourselves in, that's it, forever. If it's good, alhamdulillah. If it's not good, that's it. And at that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send his malaika to comfort us and to promise us to be with us to, on our journey and to convey to us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise of forgiveness. Subhanallah. This is the announcement of Jannah for the wali of Allah even before his soul leaves his body. So inshallah, as I said, all Muslims, all those who accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all those who say la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah and who are firm on that, they are the awliya of Allah. As long as we stick to that, as long as we do not commit shirk and we do not commit kufr. And that is the reason why it's so important to learn this deen systematically. We need to know what is shirk, what is kufr. Because many times, and may Allah forgive us for, our, for saying things without understanding. Many times we say things, we, the person saying it is actually committing kufr. He is, he is, he is speaking kalimatul kufr and kalimatul shirk. He doesn't know that. So inshallah we ask Allah to forgive them for because they, they are saying it without knowledge. If they say it knowingly they have gone. 
If they say it without knowledge, inshallah, we ask Allah to forgive them and we ask them to forgive, you know, ask, seek forgiveness. But the point is, what stops us from learning? Like any body of knowledge, there is a systematic way of learning that. Anything at all. The tragedy is we accept that for every other body of knowledge, but for Islam we think no, no system is required. I pick up this, pick up that, I am done. Believe me, it's not my opinion, right? It's not my opinion. On the day of judgment, I will stand before Allah alone and you will stand before Allah alone. I will not speak for you, you cannot speak for me. So, let us learn systematically. And we were, come, we were talking about, therefore, interest-based loans. And my question to myself and you is, when you are by default a wali of Allah, when you are default, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah said, Allahu waliul ladheena amanu. Allah said, I am your wali. I am your protector. I am your supporter. I am your sustainer. Allahu waliul ladheena amanu yukhrijuhum mina zulumati lannur. Now, what sense does it make? Your name is already written in the list of the awliya of Allah. Inshallah, when we land on the Day of Judgment, we will be called, come here, awliya of Allah, go this way. What sense does it make to erase our name from that list and put it in the list of a people who accepted a declaration of war from Allah? Right? I'm talking very basic fundamental stuff because that's the amount of brain I have, that's, I'm sticking to that. What sense does it make? Default you are a wali of Allah. You take your name out from there and you stick it in the list of Adawullah, the enemies of Allah. What else do you call somebody you are at war with? Your friend? Your wali? Your brother? Whoever you are at war with is your enemy. What sense does it make? Because, especially because, whatever it is that you are taking a loan for, to build a house, to buy a house, to buy a car, to do whatever, will stay here when you go. Yes or no? How many people do you know who took something with them? Whatever you take a loan for, whatever you're borrowing money on interest for will stay here. Your decision to borrow will go with you. Is that what we want? That's what's going to happen. Among the questions of the Day of Judgment is not, did you own your own house? You did not own your own house, go to Jahannam. You paid rent all your life, go to Jahannam. Is it happening? Is this a question? But it is a question. Where did you earn your money from? Where did you get it from? How did you get it? In what way? That is a question. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself when you that there are many ayat concerning risk. And in the recording of this khutbah, I have narrated all of those ayat, and in the text of, they are all there, please read them. 
the question, simple question I ask you is this. It is our aqidah, it is our belief. And this belief is not out of the blue. This is what Rasulullah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Quran. And this is what Rasulullah told us in the Hadith Shashrifah. Our risk, our total sustenance, which includes every single thing, including every last breath we take. That air is also risk. Everything that is here that we are supposed to get is fixed. It won't change. It will not, no matter what you do. No matter what I do, it won't change. What Allah gave in our control is how to take it from where to take it. That's it. Two months ago, I gave you the example of the, of the glass-fronted warehouse and so on. Remember that? Now, no matter what you do, what you are going to get is what you are going to get. What sense does it make to take it from a source which is guaranteed to put you in a place where you don't want to go. Does it make sense? Guarantee. Not my guarantee. Allah's guarantee. If you do not take it from that source, you will still get it. You have no escape. You cannot escape what Allah has written for you. I cannot escape what Allah has written for me. All we need to do is Take it from the right place. That's it. نقول خولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفر إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين. وسلامة وسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسابي وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا. فما بعد فقال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يسلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك عبد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك عبد مجيد My brothers and sisters Allah سبحانه وتعالى said in سورة النهر مَا عِنْدَكُمْ يَنْفَضُ وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ بَاقَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, whatever you have will finish, will end. But what is with Allah will remain. Think about this. Before you think about this, <laughs> let me tell you a straight fact. In Islam, there is no concept of interest-based banking as a business. There is no concept of lending and borrowing money as a business. Can you lend money? Yes. To whom? To somebody in need. Can you borrow money? Yes. For whatever you need is. And then, whatever you will lend, you can only take back that amount. You can't say, you know, I, this friend of mine wants to buy a house. I, the house costs $300,000. I have $300,000 and I'm going to lend it to him, uh, $300,000. And of course, obviously, if he can pay me back the next day, he won't have borrowed it. That means he doesn't have it. So he's going to pay me back over the next 20 years, next 30 years, in so many installments. At the end of 30 years, how much money am I 
permitted to take back from this person? 300,000. Now you might say, no, no, hold on a second. After all, 30 years, I'm going to adjust for inflation. Because 30 years, money today is, work out the NPR. Money today is not the same as money 30 years from now. So I'm lending you 300,000, but at the end of 30 years, me, most likely I'll be dead, but my, my you know, heirs will take back 300,000 plus whatever the adjustment for inflation is. Is this halal? No. So what sense does it make? There's no business model. Simple, please understand this. There is no business lending business model in Islam. You are allowed to lend money to help somebody. And even that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if he can't pay it back, Forgive it, it's better for you. How many of you want to sit here and forgive a million dollars? Easy to say, right? And all that the other guy has got to do is because it's between him and Allah. He can even come and lie to you. He can say, you know, I'm, 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 I'm look at my clothes, I'm completely I'm, I'm torn, I have nothing to eat and so on and so on. Please forgive the money. It is not a business model. Please understand this. So what are you supposing now, therefore, you might say, okay, this is fine, understand this. Now, I want to start a business. I need, I have some seed capital, but I need some money for my working capital. Uh, can I borrow money? You cannot borrow money, but you can sell equity. Venture capital. Right? I can go to you and say, look, here's this business model. Tell you all the numbers and what not, what not. It makes sense to you say, okay, this sounds like a profitable business. Now, to begin this business, one million dollars, I have a hundred thousand, I need a hundred thousand more. Why don't you and I go into partnership? That is possible. So I'm selling you equity. You are a shareholder in my business. I sink, you sink with me. I don't sink, you don't sink with me. That's a beautiful model because when you have put money into something and you are a shareholder, you are, your stake is not the money. Your stake is the well-being of that business. So what will you bring to the table? Not just the money. You will bring your knowledge. You will bring your contacts. You will bring all the doors that you can open. You will bring all of your thing to the business because you have a stake in it. Beautiful model. Alhamdulillah. If I am simply lending you the money, which is in Islam, this is, and I'm taking interest. So I lend you, you know, a million dollars, you're paying me 10% interest. You sink or you swim or what happens to you has no, I have no interest. I'm a, I need my interest, I need my, I need my money back. As long as I get that, I'm done. Take a, a, a conventional mortgage. You think you're paying, supposing, half a million dollars, right? Cost of house, half a million. Now, you think you're paying half a billion, but look at the total amount you would have paid at the end of 30 years. That is actually your purchase price for that house. If I ask you a simple question, here is a house for, a, for half a million, but I want you to pay me one and a half million. Will you pay it? You will say, you're crazy. I mean, house is worth half a million. Why would I pay you one and a half million? One and a half million? Why would I pay you three times? That's what you're doing. That is what you're doing. Why? And on top of that, 
if it was straight transaction here's my this house has a ticket value of half a million give me one and a half million this if you are insane enough to give me one and a half million that payment is halal there is no problem i asked you you gave me kalas but that one and a half million you give me over 30 years with interest that's a different issue right my brothers and sisters please understand this final point before we close many times people say that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and again may allah protect our tongues they say rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not completely explain this particular matter the issue of interest and the court sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab radhiyallahu and this is sayyidina umar said this that rasulullah said i wish he had said more that is the the statement they make let me explain two things one is an issue of aqidah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his nabi sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam and said to him ya ayyuhar rasul ballig ma unzila ilayka mir rabbik wa in lam taf'al fama ballaghta risala wallahu ya'simuka min an-nas allah said oh my nabi go and convey completely whatever your rabb has sent to you and if you don't do that you have not completed your prophethood the work of your prophethood it is our aqeedah that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam came and he conveyed every single thing that was given to him to convey without exception yes this is our aqeedah this has to be our aqeedah if, if this is not your aqeedah please correct it right now now give you an example of that some of the munafiqin they criticized nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they said to salman farsi radhiyallahu anhu they said to him what is this rasul of yours what is this he teaches you even the intricate details of istinja how to clean yourself after urinating i mean what is it why this you know by you did how to clean yourself after urinating how to clean yourself after defecating salman farsi radhiyallahu anhu said this is the reason this this is the proof that this is from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this allah has given us this detailed beautiful map of how to live our lives even to the minutest intricate detail now tell me something somebody who teaches you how to do istinja will leave out something about which allah declared what so anyone who is saying that if you are saying it without knowledge please make istighfar and tawwab may allah forgive if you said that with knowledge believing that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam actually left out a piece of this deen then please make even more istighfar and tawbah and re-enter islam because if you believe that and said that you have exited islam anyone who who criticizes or denies a single ayat of the quran has left islam anyone who has who denies that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam conveyed the message to complete and total perfection who denies that has left islam second point if there is a matter and this matter has several branches for example tauhid when we teach tauhid we say tauhid tauhid ul uluhiyah tauhid ur rububiyah tauhid wal asma wa sifat right tauhid does not have three pieces tauhid is tauhid but while teaching for the say for the ease of teaching and so on so we divide this into these three parts So if I tell you Islam is based on tauhid what do you understand that it is based only on tauhid uluhiyah not tauhid rububiyah 
only that I should worship Allah, but I can ask help from somebody else is okay. <clears throat> no, if there is a blanket term, then if whoever is saying it, if that person is saying only that blanket term, then automatically everything which comes under that blanket term is included. Now, what did Allah prohibit? Riba ul Fadl, Riba ul Jahiliya, Riba ul Filan. No, Allah said Riba. What did Rasulullah prohibit when he, on his in his famous khutbah uh, in, in in the Hajj? What term did he say? Riba. So if somebody now comes and tells you, no, no, when he said riba, this is what he meant. Then you must say, well, how do you know? Were you there? Did you ask him? He meant this piece and not that piece. Fatu burhanakum in kuntum Allah said, bring proof. Bring evidence. This deen is a deen of evidence. Dala'il. Without dalil, we don't accept anything. So if somebody says that this piece of riba is allowed and that piece of riba is not allowed, dalil. What is the dalil? Only two. Kitabullah wa sunnat Rasulullah Not what your sheikh said or my sheikh said or somebody said. No, no. Kitab of Allah. Sunnat of Allah. Please. I stand before you. And before I go there, final point. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited something, He prohibited that in totality. For example, Allah said, Ya yuwaladina amanu al-khamru wal-maisir. Alcohol and gambling. And the rest of the ayah. Now, if somebody says alcohol means those days they used to make alcohol from grapes and dates, doesn't include Shiva's regal. Where did he say vodka? What is the answer? He says gambling. They used to gamble in a particular way. There was no MGM. Where was the, where was the roulette table? Where were slot machines? Where were lotteries? What is the answer? The answer is, Alhamdulillah, we have a deen which is complete and perfect. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum niyamati. Waraditu lakum al-islam adina qala jalla wa'ala. And in this perfection of this deen, if Allah prohibited something, He prohibited everything which relates to that and all the ways and means to get to it and everything associated with it. So when alcohol is prohibited, what is prohibited is not just alcohol, but every intoxicating thing which plays with your mind. So if you say, what about fentanyl? What about L L LSD? What about uh, heroin? What about, uh, uh, you know, uh, what, what are you supposed to use in this country? Recreational use of everything. Because all of those things play with the mind. They're all intoxicating. Everything. And what does it mean? It means that not only are you prohibited from consuming that, you are prohibited from growing it, from manufacturing it, from transporting it, from storing it, from selling it, from buying it, from everything to do with it is prohibited irrespective of quantity. Please understand, one drop of alcohol is prohibited, the whole barrel is prohibited. One, one gram of pork is prohibited, the whole pig is prohibited. And just because something is prohibited, if you can't get something in a legal way, it doesn't mean that you can get it in an illegal way, right? One of my brothers, the other day, he told me something else. He said, just because you can't get married 
is zina halal for you? Will you do zina? Alhamdulillah, I am married, but my point is, no, I mean, that's a, that is a very sensible comment. Just because you cannot get something in a legal way, haram does not become halal for you. Haram is haram. So if, for example, we say, you know, I wish there was an Islamically correct way of getting a loan and getting myself a house, by all means, find it. Create it. Staying within the framework of the Kitab and Sunnah. Nobody stops you from thinking. So think. Create. But please understand, just because you give something a name, it doesn't change the nature of the thing. If I take interest and I say this is not interest, this is something else. No, 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 no. Interest is interest. You call it whatever you want. Mickey Mouse makes no difference. Interest is interest. Halal is halal, haram is haram. I want to close with this. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jalla Jalla that the best inheritance, sometimes people say, you know, I, I want to build a house to leave as inheritance for my children. If you build a house, if you buy a house with an interest-based loan, and you pay part of it, and you die, what happens to the house? What happens to the money you already paid the bank? When there was a subprime crisis here, and the government gave a bailout of 700, 700 million, that went to whom? The people who, was, who were thrown on the street by the banks? I mean, if you want to fool yourself, you know, be my guest. Life is in front of you. Happened in this country. People were thousands of people thrown on the street. Poor people, they, I mean, they, they, with all good intentions, they went and borrowed money. On the street, government gives the bailout to whom? Please, don't, don't, don't destroy yourself. The best inheritance to leave your children is your dua coming from earning and eating halal. Those of you who read Surah Al-Kahf today, you read this ayah. فَأَرَادَ رَبُّكَ أَنْ يَبْلُغَا شُدَّهُمَا وَيَسْتَخْرِجَا كَنْزَهُمَا رَحْمَةً مِنْ رَبِّكَ وَمَا فَعَلْتُهُ عَنْ أَمْرِ ذَلِكَ تَأْوِيلُ مَا لَمْ تَسْتِعْ عَلَيْهِ صَبْرًا Khizr is telling Musa that wall, and you know the whole story, I don't want to go into that. That wall under that is a treasure belonging to two orphan boys and their father was a good man. He's not saying his father was a Nabi, his father was, you know, great wali of Allah, whatever. Good man, alhamdulillah. Muslim, alhamdulillah, good man, obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Huma Saliha. So what does, what does Allah do? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends two of his anbiya. One of them is a ulul azam minar rusul. Musa alayhi salam. Allah sends two of his anbiya to go and repair the wall. Can you believe this? You want inheritance for your children? Live a decent life. Live a good life. Eat halal, earn halal, feed them halal, give them your dua. There is no inheritance that is better than that. Not some haram house you, you, you get from some buying some, you know, get, getting a haram loan and building a house. That is inheritance. That is musibah. Please.
My brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, in conclusion, let me put it as bluntly as I can. And that is, that if anyone takes or deals in any interest-based transaction, whether he is borrowing money, whether he is lending money, whether he is witnessing that transaction, or whether he or she is recording that transaction. Rasulullah said, all of them are equal. And he cursed all of them. Now, anyone who's doing that, effectively is saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by their action, Ya Allah, you cannot take care of me. I have to take care of myself. And in that process, if it means war with you, well, so be it. I'm ready. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. This is what we are saying. Please, my brothers and sisters, I know we don't want to say that. Let not our actions speak instead or in the place of our words. Because actions are what will go with us. May Allah save us from ourselves. Allah and His Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, prohibited riba in all its forms everywhere. Leave it. Allah is my witness and all of you are my witness. I'm standing here on the member of the Rasul and telling you this. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir lana sayyatina wa tawaffana ma'ala barar. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna ala nakunana minal khasirin. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna ala nakunana minal khasirin. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimin. Rabbi ghfir warham wa anta khairul rahimin. Amin ya Rabbal Alameen. Ya ibadallah, rahimakumullah, inna Allah yamru biladdi wal ihsan wa ita'izi al-qurba wa inha'an al-fahshay wa al-munkari wa al-baghi. Ya'izukum la'allakum tazakarun. Udhkuru Allah yazkurkum, udhu yastajib lakum. Wa la'adhikru Allah yakbar. Wallahu ya'lamu ma'atashnawun. Aqimu salam.